This episode of the Not So Anonymous Alcoholic is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. We're very excited to have them as a sponsor. Um, we talk about mental health every single episode. It's very important to us. And this is a, an incredible resource that's available to people. Yeah, they have a lot of platforms. I mean, they can do like a FaceTime, telephone. You can message them, which is really nice. They have over 4,000 uh, licensed counselors, which is great. Uh, you know, one in four people struggle with um, some sort of mental health diagnoses, and 56% of them don't um, get help, which is huge. That's a large number. Um, and just this is, there's just not enough resources out there at the moment. I mean, trying to find a new therapist, you know, if you've kind of shied away from therapy and now COVID's been really stressful on people and everyone, I mean, the elections, everything yeah. is just really intense. Absolutely. So just being able to have that counselor, that therapist to talk to about what you're going through. And what I love about therapy, and I always talk to people who are on the fence about going to therapy is... It is a completely unbiased person that doesn't know anyone in your life and they can just give you, you know, guidance and kind of help you process through things. So I feel like therapy is a great and this is an amazing resource for people. I'm so excited. I can't believe it's taken this long to get such a great resource out there for people. Whether you have mild depression to full blown addiction, they have got counselors available to you to be able to help you uh, with your, your mental health or whatever you have going on in your life. Go to betterhelp.com slash D-D-G-D. That's Duck, Duck, Gray Duke, the acronym. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash D-D-G-D. Enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Chris and I am an addict alcoholic. Hi, Chris. Hi, I am Kim and I am married to an addict alcoholic. Hi, Kim. Hey, Chris. Oh. Uh, no, you're fine. <laughs> it's okay. We make flubs. My eyeballs. I've noticed that for some reason just now the light has started to bother me. Mm. Yeah. I think I need a new prescription. Yeah. So no guests today, just us. Just us. Just yeah. us. So. Um, so this might maybe a little shorter one. Who knows? We'll see. But um, I hit eight months yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Eight months yesterday, which is crazy. I mean, great. Yeah. But. but th th that much time has gone by is absolutely wild. And the craziest part is, is you hate, hit eight months and you were actually at an event where they were serving alcohol. So for you to have to be around it. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, obviously with everything going on, the, the temptation is not quite as easy yeah. to, to get away with. Um, I mean, with the addicts, you, you find a way for whatever it is you feel like you need. But And the people that I was shooting the wedding for, they all know my history. Yeah. So that was really <laughs> nice, too. Like, nobody was asking me if I wanted a drink or anything yeah. like that. So And the person you were shooting with also is in recovery, so that, I think, helps, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Riley yeah. was there, um, which was which was awesome. I, I want to say I heard... I thought I overheard somebody else talking about uh, their recovery, too, but I, I couldn't, yeah. quite, couldn't quite make it out. Um, but at any rate, yeah, eight months... It's weird, like, I, I try not to look at the, the numbers or anything yeah. like that and um, focus on that, 
because it's just wake up, stay sober today, and do it again tomorrow. Yeah. So it's just you want to live every day like it's today instead of thinking, okay, in another week I'll be how many months sober yes. or whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, because so, that can be a deterrent for people too. And it can put a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. You, well, yeah. yeah if, you, if you relapse, then it's two losses because that number... And I think we've been conditioned with social media too. It's the same way as like I got X amount of likes on a photo. If I have X amount of days, I can post that at some point and brag about. Mm-hmm. Not that people are like. No, not like bragging for ulterior motives or anything. But but I mean, it's you watch that number. It feels like you watch that number disappear and you don't have this thing to be proud of anymore, mm. um, which that shouldn't matter. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. people relapse after 10 years. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's the, the number isn't, isn't the main goal. It's, and another thing you had did recently where I was like, I wonder how that's going to go down as you shot at a like comedy ish show. And I was wondering how that was going to be. Cause you're also going to be around alcohol then. And you said it was way different than what you're, you've been used to with. Yeah, there wasn't beer just like flying around. And I mean, that's the the climate right now. I'm mm-hmm. lucky for me personally that COVID had hit because, yeah. yeah, it's just not the same. It's not all willy nilly. So like you're kind of on guard anyways mm-hmm. because you're making sure that you're, you know, working safe and all of those things. So yeah, every event that I've been to where it you know, there's that thought of like, oh, what am I going to do if somebody offers me a drink or whatever? It just hasn't felt like an actual thing to be afraid of, I guess. Yeah. When I get there, I'm like, oh, yeah, it doesn't I don't feel the urge or like any trepidation in being here. I feel fine. That's good, though. That's good that even eight months into it, you can feel like that because some people go years before they're able to even put themselves um, I had someone tell me that they have a friend in recovery and they won't go to any restaurants that serve alcohol at all. And they're like over 10 years sober. I th- in the ten, in like the tens of, I don't know if it was 10, 20 years, thir- maybe even 30 years they've been sober and they still will not go to like restaurants or any location that has alcohol being served. So, and that works for some people because yeah. it's the same as like going to church or something. Yeah. They they just build it into their schedule and and everything's fine. It's the same way like a diabetic has to avoid X amount of sugar yeah. or whatever. Like they're I, not gonna I walk into that. a cupcake factory, you know. Yeah. Or it it's got to be so hard because we've talked about it so many times too about how alcohol is served everywhere. Everywhere. Which is crazy. Yeah. Another thing that I that I learned. So Alex had uh, recommended going onto Reddit and like finding sober threads. Okay. I'm still very new to Reddit. So I, don't I don't know anything about Reddit. Don't know much about it, but um, somebody had posted saying, you know, I'm fine. Like I find that I'm eating a bunch of sweets, like way more sweets than I used to. And somebody else said, oh, that's because of the amount of sugar that you were taking in while you were drinking that was an underlying thing that your body was like, we need sugar. It just so happens that it was accompanied with alcohol. And carbo- carbohydrates, too, because when you break down carbs, it turns into sugar. Ah. So I went like with some things that have high carbs in it. I wonder like the, those like beer and all that. If, when you're digesting it, it becomes a sugar. 
Yeah. And then now you're craving that sugar, which you do. You've never been like that big of a sweet no. tooth and it's gotten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad this last couple of weeks, but it's there. I mean, it's it's been pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. But I, it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying that. That is far more difficult and can have just as many health ramifications, but because they're not immediate. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's tough to, to kick that shit, but I really do want to. It's frustrating. Yeah. Like I, I would be more willing to go to like a, if there was like a sugar addicts anonymous, I'd be more apt to go to that than like an alcoholics anonymous right now. Yeah. Just cause of how I feel. Um, but I, I want, and I don't know if, if you've, um, worked on anything like this before but so, uh, another person had asked like um they they had some underlying health issue or something had happened to them and they were prescribed uh pain medication mm. and they were nervous about that and i haven't looked into it yet but um what people can do in in those areas like if you're a former addict and something happens to you and you need pain medication how do you is, is stipend the right word or you can have like a family member just like you can take one pill every six hours i feel like six hours is the normal dosing for some meds like that and just have your family member hold on and lock up your meds and then be like then it comes up to six hours yeah but not everybody has a family member yeah i don't know i guess that's hard because that actually just happened to Dax Shepard. Oh, really? Yeah, he relapsed after years and years and years because he had some issue. And I didn't look oh, really yeah. into it. Yeah, and it was with pain. And then he ended up actually taking more of his pain meds than he was supposed to. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that he he was uh, was an addict before. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not big into Dax Shepard. No, so I know. I guess I just read a lot more like... Um, pop culture stuff mm. so that's it came up on my thing yeah. sure um but the one one thing that i thought of was um the the pillbox thing that you did yeah that's something that you could do and just have that mental schedule of like there's a pill here here and here and you can't go beyond that yeah or mm-hmm. to have that conversation with your doctor and say, you know, how many pills are physically in this bottle? How many days should that last me? So if I ask for meds before that time. They, yeah, us- and usually doctors won't do early um, fills. They're pretty good about, especially with controlled substances like narcotics. They are pretty good about that because your insurance likely won't cover it either. Yeah, but that was one thing that I could think of as like what you could do out in the field. Or like um, ask your doctor to do just like, if it's something, for example, you need to be on it for like three weeks, like pain pills for three weeks. It's not usually like that, but let's just say that. Like give me a week at a time. That's it. Mm. So then, yeah. Um, But I mean, being open and honest with your doctor is the best thing you can do. I know... There's still that kind of stigma there. I mean, but if you had a major surgery and you're, you know, you're likely going to get prescribed. I don't know. I, yeah. That is interesting though. Most, ooh, sorry. Or most doctors. Or what you could do 
is like you can have the pers- prescription and not pick it up and see how you can manage your pain at home with you know tylenols ibuprofen mm. do the alternatives and if that is just not cutting it then be like all right maybe i will go fill fill it but instead of filling it right away and just now you have it at your disposal and you're gonna be like well i'm having pain i'm gonna take it but i it that varies the person yeah. like your pain level is different than my pain level kind of thing like after my hysterectomy i took medication while i was in the hospital when i came home i think i took it once and then after that i was like "Ugh, i'm fine i'm just gonna try tylenol but not everyone's like that and it really depends on your personal situation yeah well and to to your previous point i think that most doctors are very understanding they're very matter of fact in that way yeah so if you were to say um previous yeah previous addict and this was my doc um then they're usually like, oh, okay, well, let's see what else that we can look at that, yeah. that could help. Um, alternatives. Yeah, yeah, alternatives yeah. to dull that pain um, or to curb that pain. Yeah. So it's not quite as intense. Um, it might not do the, might not have the same effect um, that the opiate has or whatever it is, uh, but yeah, something that's more manageable. And I think being open and honest is a lot better too with your provider because then they're like okay let's talk you know yeah like you said let's try and find some alternatives yeah Yeah. i went also went to a wedding yesterday tons of booze (laughs) there. going back there yeah okay and i was like i wonder how this is gonna be because those were the if like i was gonna go out and drink those were the people i drank with you know Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay they know i'm staying sober with you and i'm like i wonder if there's gonna be any like Cause sometimes friends do that. Like, Hey, you want to drink? And it was funny. Cause my one friend bought me an entire 24 pack of diet Coke from just myself, which is really cool actually. Yeah. I was like, that was really like, yeah, there's just this huge thing of diet Coke. Um, and not once, not one time did either of my friends even like ask or offer or say anything about alcohol, which was really nice. Um, and then I'm, you know, I like to dance <laughs> But I get like, usually when I would dance at weddings, I'd have to drink. And I'm like, how is this going to go? And it wasn't like a dance floor. It was their driveway. And I had so much fun. I danced so hard. And I was just like, I felt like even better. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Like I felt like I would drink to get the confidence to dance. And I was like, I don't really care. Like, I feel like maybe I even dance a little better when I'm not, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, me and Layla, we were just breaking that dance floor down. And it was more fun because I'm like, I felt like I was more present with the kids. Like, I was dancing and then at one point they're like, mom, you can't dance like that. (laughs) And I'm not going to tell you what I did, but they like, they're like, mom. And I'm like, and I was like, and I was like having so much fun and all these people are just like, and I was the sober person there. And I'm like, it was just fun. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Like, I don't really care what people think about me. I love dancing, sober, intoxicated, but I almost, it was way more fun being like clear-minded and dancing. I don't know. It was just fun because I I think Layla and Landa could sense that. Like, I think they're starting to come to the terms. Well, not me, Layla so much, but Landon. I think he identifies that we're not drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we we talked about it on on earlier episodes um, that allowing yourself the silliness. Yes. Because like when when you had 
to associate it with drinking before now having to be like, okay, I have to allow myself to know that it's okay to be silly in this setting and and, and those things. Was I serenading my friends to Baxter boys? I want it that way. Loud and proud. (laughs) I did not even care. And like me and Layla, they play time of your life. And I'm like, this is it. Uh, The dirty dancing song. And me and Layla were doing the dance. I'm like, this is so fun. I just love dancing. And it was just, I don't know. It was like, just like such a good feeling too, like knowing that I hadn't had a drink and like I'm driving home and if I get pulled over I can be like no I wasn't drinking like that yeah. too where you're in your mind like my mind was like it's not like I would ever drive like buzzed or intoxicated but to know in your mind like even a little bit can kind of like yeah you're not as quick on your feet like and where my friend lives is way out in the sticks lots and lots of deer and the fact that I could be very present and know like watching the road like I didn't feel that anxiety of like, oh, am I going to miss something? I, I saw a freaking skunk run, running alongside next to me. And I was like, oh, there's a skunk. And then, then, then. Was I he like, wait to stay sober, Kim? Yeah, he's like, good job, Kim. You keep go home. You go, you go. And I'm going. I'm going to go harass a cat. Yeah, and then he went and sprayed a cat. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It was fun. And I just felt good when I got home last night. I just like felt good where I'm like, I'd like prove to myself that I can be that silly, fun, dancing, crazy person and not have to have a substance behind it. Yeah. And um, I felt a lot of pressure because and this person. So what do you mean pressure? Well, in a different way. So Ash or my friend brought another friend and this other friend had met me at a bar, mm. but I was my friend's DD. So I didn't drink that night Okay. that she had met me. And I was telling her all these stories about us and how we've been married so long. And she always thinks I'm like this super cool person. Like in her mind, she's kind of put me on this pedestal that I'm this super fun, crazy, outgoing person. So I felt like a lot of pressure. Like she thinks I'm like that all the time. Oh, I got you. And then I had to remind myself. But when she saw me, I wasn't drinking because I was my friend's driver because it was her birthday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So she saw me dancing at this bar with my friend and I didn't drink that night. So I'm like. Okay, so that it was almost like this pressure that came on real quick. Like she kept saying these things about me, and I'm like, "Oh, but I'm that person." Like, mm. and I'm like, well, "Why does she think I'm all these things?" And yeah, I don't know. It's a girl thing. No, and I, know I was what like, you mean. "Oh, Th- that's like when my my friends will say that I'm funny to somebody that I haven't met." Oh, and then you feel that they pressure that you thing, have to be the funny. Th- and guy. well, it's just that you can see it in their eyes that they're like, "I like to laugh." Yeah, let me see you funny. And like, it's just like more and more things like we had a friend that was having a hard time last night and knowing like, knowing like, okay, I'm at a wedding, I can leave, but I'm not going to get to that. I wouldn't be able to get to that person for an hour and a half and to be able to call you and know you're sober and you can go help this person out. Like that was such a good feeling too, to be like, I can call Chris and he's okay to drive to go get this person that's having a really hard time. Yeah. So here's what my, my schedule was like when I would shoot weddings. Um, I would be sneaking drinks all throughout the day while I was shooting these weddings. And then I would do it just enough to like be able to like feel like I was having fun along with everybody else. Like if they can drink, I know how good I can take photos, whether I'm drunk or not. Mm-hmm. And which is not like I'm not bragging. No. is like a boast or anything. That was just my addiction was like, hey. You're you, fine. you can you can get away yeah. with it. Nobody nobody will know because you're really good at what you do. 
So I would drink throughout the day. And then when I got home, I don't know if I was in as much pain as I thought I was, but I I think that inner monologue in my head would be like, oh, you're going to get home. You're going to take your shoes off. You're going to be able to drink and then that pain will go away. And that would be every single wedding. Yeah. I shot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was not in pain. Really? Yeah. You shot for... Well, I mean, other weddings you'd shoot for a longer period, but you still well, did but a still, lot of yeah, yeah. I was still, I was still out there for, you know, five or six hours, something like that. Yeah. And so, so like even then though, like the amount of running around that I had done, yeah. Even at that point, right, like right before the reception, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would still be in pain in that inner monologue of like, yeah, have I'm- have one or have two or whatever, and then drive home and then you'll be able to really drink when you get home and i didn't yeah i didn't feel that i wonder and this isn't scientific or medical or anything this is just me putting that out in the universe i wonder if you had some like rebound like phantom pain like you thought you were in all this pain or maybe you were doing moving your body differently because you were a little looser because of the alcohol that you wouldn't normally do like you did yesterday and so you like bending well, certain ways or I also wasn't taking care of myself. That's like true. I would use drinking as a crutch. Yeah. So like I would be like instead of doing any type of workout, like not that I work out a bunch now, but definitely way more than I did before. Yeah. Um. So just that minimal amount of care, I think, is making a bigger difference than being like, OK, we're in pain. So let's drink. Mm-hmm. Now I pop a couple ibuprofen drink some water and and then i'm just like all right make sure that you do this workout before you go to bed or whatever so just minimal um preventative care so that i'm not in that situation yeah rather than yeah like i said i would say ouch is coming so drink and then that way we won't have to take pills because pills are terrible right so i would yeah Yeah. i would do that all the time yeah it's like I always think I'm not going to learn anything more like, okay, we've gotten to this point where we're like comfortable. But then you have like these little reminders, like even like with myself last night and with you, like I'm going to call Chris and he's okay to go help this person out. Like he's in, he's not going to be. And I know you would try and help that person out even if you had been drinking. You'd just try and fa- figure out a different way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like knowing the confidence and if something were to happen, both of us can always be in the right state of mind to yeah. help someone or our family or something like that. That does feel really good. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I I completely get that because uh, you can't help but have some initial fear because when you would call before, the that thing in the back of your head that's like, all right, I hope he hasn't had so much to drink that he can't go and do this thing or that he went and did this p- before he started drinking so I don't have to worry about him. Mm. Yeah. That's Especially like having anxiety. Like even with myself, like, okay, like with with people, like friends and all that, like when they peer pressure you to drink, which people do do that. They say they don't. But it's like, when you would be at places like, how am I going to get home? Yeah. Stuff like that. Well, and peer pressure is not always as ominous as it sounds. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're holding you down and yeah. like, chug this, take well, this. But the, the other point I'm saying is like, it doesn't make you a bad person yeah. for peer pressuring We someone. used to do it to people. Like, yeah, it's just, 
you want them to have fun so you're just asking them to do this thing and you know in the back of your head that they're going to have fun if you get up to drink so it's not like anybody has any ill intent in trying to get you to do that thing yeah so peer pressure is just a peer asking if you want to drink and then trying to coax you into it because they want you to have a good time yeah I think it was nice to showing my friends last night how fun I can have and that's not like a like a thing that I need to use yeah well yeah relearning that stuff hasn't been as difficult as I thought it was going to be yeah like everything generally feels the same yeah um I mean there's just yeah I don't know it's weird to think that like there were things that I like how do I word this like like that there's activities that you can't do unless you drink. Okay. You know what I mean? Like That's what I thought weddings were like. In like my head. what's the point in going if we well if we're not going to be able to drink then why don't we just not go? Yeah. You were a fan of not going to a lot of things. Yeah, which I'm still a fan of not going to things. I know, but you're a lot easier but to it convince turns out, too. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean that yeah just that it's it's weird to think that like it's almost like how uh we used to call things gay all the time like growing up you'd mm. call things gay had no idea and now you look back and it's like that is so i didn't be so hurtful yeah well not not only that but like you just don't you can't get in that mind frame to even be like yeah i want that word back you know oh, what i mean oh yeah yeah. So that 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 train of thought that of like the thing is gone now and I kind of don't know I don't even know how to wire my brain back to think that way. Oh, yeah. So it's th- that that has been weird to be like yeah, any anything sports related I didn't want to be a part of for sure anyways, but if I was going to have to, then I absolutely had to be able to drink. Mm. Um, anything like... Uh, I got to the point with movies. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that I wouldn't go unless I did. Well, when we'd go, you'd have to have a beer. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one of... That was like that... Um, I would imagine the way that gun owners argue their thing. Mm. It's like, I have the right to, therefore I should be able to. Yeah. Nobody but me should be able to stop me. And that's how I would look at it is like, look, I work my nine to five. I've done X amount of things. I should. Yeah. I know I can. There shouldn't be any reason that I don't. Yeah. Which is weird. It's a weird way That's to live your life. we justify things in our mind. Yeah. And the behaviors we choose to. Having a right to do something doesn't mean you should do the thing. Yeah. You shouldn't do anything just because you have the right to do it. Yeah. I don't think. You have the right to be kind to people and you should just be kind to people. There we go. That, that doesn't work. No. No. I mean, yeah. Because that's. Yeah. You have the choice. Yeah. To be kind to people. And you should just be nice to people. Yeah. You should just be nice to people. Yeah. So, yeah. I felt like I learned a lot yesterday. What do you mean? 
Well, I mean, just like my mind was just about yourself. You're saying, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, gosh, weddings were the place where I liked to like have a couple drinks and all that. And I didn't even crave it. Like it was so nice seeing all that. Like it was just out. And I'm like, man, that Diet Coke looks so good. That ice Diet Pepsi too. Oh, and that's all I could think about was this Diet Cokes and Diet Pepsis. And maybe I've been replaced. Well, I mean, I never drank very much before, but I like, man, I do. I drink liquids like. Yeah, but you drink a lot more water than anything else. Well, Mm, depends on the day. Oh, well, well, but I do drink a lot. You drink a lot of water, but I don't. So, yeah. Um, we've got our anniversary coming up. We do very soon. Halloween is coming up too. Halloween's coming up. Our anniversary, and we're moving soon. Mm -hmm. So, Halloween actually was a time that we would get beers. And like a lot of chilling in the house with each other. And pumpkin drinking. beers was my thing. Pumpkin beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff like that. Um, but Layla suggested watching a movie. Doing a movie a night. Yeah, she wanted. Well, it was funny. She's like, we got done podcast. We did a podcast earlier. And Layla goes, what's dad doing? I'm like, oh, he's still talking to the guy. He's still here. And she goes, well, he's going to be in his office forever. And I just want to have family time. I'm like, that's okay. We can schedule family time. I said, how about I'll set a timer for two hours because I have things I need to do in the garage. And then when that timer's up, you can pick a Halloween movie and we'll watch a movie. And she loved that idea. She was super excited about it. And I thought it was very sweet. Yeah. And it was good. And again, another thing that like, if I'm going to have to... If I can't be at the computer editing, then I better be able to have a drink while we watch this movie right mm-hmm. now. Because yeah. I'm going to be too frustrated to be able to watch the movie. Because you're I... thinking about the other things you can be yeah, doing. Yeah. yeah. Which, not the case anymore. No. You are way more in the moment when watching movies now than before. For sure. For sure. I'm like, my yeah. gosh, he is really watching this movie. Has he never seen Hocus Pocus before? Because he's <laughs> very focused on this movie. I was a little hyper focused because of the, the mo- it's oddly sexual undertones. I know. I did talk to your brother, and they um, actually swear a lot in that movie. I did talk to your brother because they j- had just watched this movie, and I'm like, "Oh, did your kids ask about the V word?" And they're like, "Yeah, we didn't know what to say." <laughs> and, da, da, da. and I said, "I just told our kids it's someone who hasn't kissed before," and they're like, "Oh, that would have been way better." Yeah. Because you don't think, I, I feel like as parents now, I'm way more hypervigilant about what they're watching and what they're consuming. Because as kids, the things I watch, I'm like, my gosh, I can't believe my parents let me watch that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't know. Yeah. And I don't want my kids to know anything. Okay. I agree. <laughs> I also don't want them to know anything. Yeah. Because look at what happened to us. Yeah. Yeah. Knew too much. No. Sheltering those kids. Yeah, box them up. Box them up with all the stuff moving. <laughs> all right, let's see if we have a question. Okay, no question. Just Did laughter. you know that was not going to be a question? <laughs> no. Oh. I uh, never know. Oh. I think that's it. Kind of a shorter episode, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. I mean, we obviously, if you listen to this show and you enjoy what we're doing, uh, please like, subscribe. Well, leaving ratings, leave a, a five-star rating 
If you can't leave a five-star rating, message us and tell us how we can make it better so that yeah. you do want to leave a five-star rating. Don't leave anything below that. Because we will... Let us know what we yeah. can do better. And uh, if you'd like to be featured on here, I know we've gotten some new listeners over the last couple of weeks. Um, if you're feeling trepidatious about being on, I, again, we I mean, we've been lucky that everybody who's been on has been okay with their names being said. And sharing their stories, yeah. And sharing their story. But yeah. if you want to be anonymous, you absolutely can 100%. be anonymous. 100%. I know that we're called the not so anonymous, but you can 100% be anonymous. Yeah. And we learn. Every time we have someone new on, we learn so much. So not only, like, I feel like we're being a little selfish because we want you on so bad, but you're helping our, like, your recovery and us learning about recovery or current addiction. We still learn things and we can, you know. That's what I should say is, like, people who listen and say my story's not that interesting. It is, 100%. You just think that, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but toot toot. I know how to get the the thing out of you that will benefit both I hope you and whoever's listening. Yeah. In a way that it's so it's conducive to to what we're doing mm-hmm. and uh can be positive for people out in the out in the real world. So not only you coming on the podcast helps us it can help someone else out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So you reach out to either of us, reach out to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, anything, reach out and just say, Hey, I'd like to be featured anonymously, not anonymously. Or if you have topics that you want us to cover, just let us know. Yeah. Duck, duck, gray Duke on all social media. And, uh, that's duck, duck, gray Duke at gmail.com. If you want to email something in, uh, if you happen to have our phone number, you can absolutely mm-hmm. shoot us a text or give us you a call. You can send me a me- us personal messages on Facebook. Yeah. If you're friends with us yeah, on Facebook, sure. send me a, and yeah, either does... of us a message. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. Go to BetterHelp.com slash DDGD. Um, y- utilizing those guys. Uh, yeah. We're very hopeful that... I think people will be surprised at the amount of different specialists that there are available. That's the thing that I'm excited about. I was talking to a family member yesterday about how I've actually been through quite a few, few therapists. And she actually told me she got fired from a therapist because the therapist said, I don't think I can help you, which is a hard thing for someone to hear. Yeah. Um, and so to hear that, and I'm like, you know, I had to go through, you know, when I was an adolescent, I went through two that I just, we, you just don't connect. Well, and granted they said things where I'm like, oh, but, and then it, I just, after that, I was like, therapists are not helpful. So I had that negative connotation in my head. Well, then as I got older, I found one that I connected with really well. We had really great conversations. It's, you know, if you feel like you've been in therapy and someone wasn't helpful, I know it sounds so frustrating because you invest your time, you invest your story. I don't mm-hmm. want to have to tell my story again, but you can find that person that can bounce. I, you know, when I started going to therapy, I thought my issues were this, these issues right here. And I'm like, we're going to figure it out. These are my issues. And my therapist is like, yeah, these are some of your issues, but actually this is a huge part of your issues that you 
for some reason don't look at it as an issue and i was like wait no 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 i know my problem it's here and she no let's let's go over here a little bit let's try and figure this out we'll come back to this and it was i think it actually changed a lot of my adulthood now mm. you know because it was i always thought this person may be the most of my problems but it's like well this person also has and learning boundaries and appropriate boundaries i mean yeah. i can't imagine where i'd be now if i didn't set some boundaries at that time yeah and i i love therapists i love therapy i think it's great yeah. well another thing i was gonna say um you imagine the scenario where like you were saying something doesn't work out they write down on a piece of paper yeah. that here's a referral and it's the onus is on you to yes. go out of the office make the phone call check your schedule do all these things when you're at the website at betterhelp.com, you can do all of that right there. Yeah. You don't have to call around yeah. and then be put on hold and then wait. Yeah. Or waiting for that. Referral. Yes. Yes. And referral. Oh my goodness. And I see it every day. Those referrals can take weeks. And when you're like, when you're in a crisis, you want help sooner rather than later. And then by the time you get in, all these things that were a crisis here have added up, added up. And now you have this big of a crisis that you're like in an hour session, you can't nail down all these issues. And then you yeah. almost feel like lost in transition. And sometimes those therapists now they're booked out for like two weeks. Okay. Come back in th two weeks. You're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. But thankfully this website has a lot of different ways to communicate with a therapist, which I think is great, especially for young adults. Like, I'm more of a, I always thought I was more an in-person thing, but the more I do things through like a virtual setting, virtual setting that I do feel a lot more comfortable with that. Um, but like people just like to text and message. Yeah. And if that works for you, then great. There's yeah, an option that, there. That degree of separation, if you have anxiety, yeah. actually can make, allow you to breathe and, and figure things out and they have couples therapy which is i think another great thing yeah and one thing too when i was going through the algorithm too it asks like if you're christian based I oh yeah yeah yeah, faith-based yeah faith-based which i thought was really great too because we've had it where we were in couples counseling and we told that like the person we were seeing that we were not and they almost kind of tried sneaking it yeah. back in so i feel like whether you're on one side or the other like you feel like you're gonna get that that also um for a split second, I was afraid that I hadn't hit record on the other camera. Oh. We're okay. We're okay. <laughs> All right. I think we... Anyway, yeah. betterhelp.com slash D-D-G-D. That is correct. All right. All right. Well, I love you. I love you. And with that, we will we'll pass. pass.